0: Well, what do you mean it's an action-packed show, Mary? I mean, what's that mean exactly? It means, Jimmy Stewart, worst impression ever, that it's an action-packed show. Yeah, today's podcast, just full of stuff, man. And uh, actually, I I realized uh, that I have a lot of things to beef about today. So I hope you're in the mood to hear uh, some of my beefs about things including pennies. Do we hate pennies? I know I do. Um, I'm mad at one of the technological devices in my home that has what I've coined as the sleeping dragon syndrome. Um, How about sayings? Do you like silly sayings? We're going to analyze some of the more popular, iconic sayings that we use in our everyday lives. And then I'm really pissed off at some superheroes, man. Oh, yeah, some of these action heroes. And uh, wait till you hear why. I think they're going all maudily on my ass. And then today I'm getting revenge. I'm talking about, oh, I took some revenge out on someone, and it felt so good. And you might want to do the same thing. And also, auctioneers, how fast can you talk? Are you an auctioneer? Are you, are you, are you? I don't know, but you're going to find out right here, all right now, on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. Wow! What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damian. This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being, god damn it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this is Harlan Williams and you're rolling down the Harlan Highway. Damn straight you are. Oh yeah, damn straight. That's an interesting saying. You think gay people can say that? Damn straight. I don't think technically they can, can they? I mean, if you're a gay person, you'd be like, Oh yeah, damn... Gay. Unless you're bi. Damn straight. No, damn gay. I mean, no, damn bi. Damn. Damn nothing. I'm just confused now. These weird sayings. Shiver me timbers. Oh, break that one down, man. Shiver me timbers. Yeah, hey, buddy. Go chop me some firewood and throw it in my freezer. Why would I do that, man? Because I want to shiver my timbers. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Yeah, here's a horse. Go to it, fatso. How about I'm so hungry I I could eat a nice buffet dinner. Whatever happened to that sack? I'm so hungry I could eat some nice lamb chops with some parsley garnish and some wonderful scalloped potatoes and fresh snow peas. Why are the horses suffering? I'm so hungry I could eat a family in a Volkswagen. (makes) Get your sayings together, people. Here's a saying. Keep it here on the Harland Highway with me, your host... Horse face, Harlan Williams. Yeah, and thinking, uh, not thinking, well, I guess I got to be thinking to speak about something. So I'm thinking about speaking about faces that you don't see. Forget about a horse face. Um, you know when you don't see a human face and it drives me nuts? And uh, I- I've got proof to back this up. And I don't know if it'll drive you nuts, man, but I can't take it anymore. Settle down, Harlan. Shut up. No. Here's what it is. I like the movies. I like going to the movies. I like the action movies. I like the monster movies. I like the superhero movies. And what I can't take anymore, and even though it looks cool... It probably should have only squeaked through in one or two movies, but now everybody's doing it. Here's what it is: the superhero, whether it's Iron Man or uh, you know Daredevil or Spider Man or Superman or Platypus Man—I don't know—they're flying around in the air, or they jump off a building, or they smash through a wall. They're airborne, and they land. Okay, and they land in a crouch that looks very similar to how Tim Tebow kneels on the football field with his head down praying. Now, they're not praying, but what they do is they land. And they're in a crouch and one knees on the ground and one foot's on the ground and their their head is curled up into their chin And they're looking down into the ground. And what you see is them kneeling there with their sword or their laser gun. And you see the top of their head. You see the crown of their head. And they sit there crouched for a minute for dramatic effect. And then they slowly look up, right? They slowly lift their head. And you see their face. And it's like, all right, now somebody's going to pay Okay, dramatic effect, it looks cool, here's the problem. Well, this idiot superhero is crouched in this pose where he can't, he or she can't see a thing, head to the ground, you know, striking a pose, so he looks cool. There's 95 robots with machine guns and laser guns running all around him trying to kill him. So where in that equation... When you're in the middle of a, a gunfight, when you're in the middle of taking a fire, where in that moment do you have time to go, you know what, I think just to uh, look a little intimidating and cool, I'm going to strike a pose here for a minute. And just If everyone could just hold off, please, everybody. Can we stop firing our guns for a minute, people? People, please. Hello? Hello, trying to make an impact here, okay? Would everyone just stop trying to kill me for a minute, okay? I'm going to kneel. I'm going to land. I'm going to bend my head down. It's going to be about a three, four second pose. I'm going to look up, very intimidating, kind of sexy with my cheeks sucked in and my, my brow, you know, furrowed. Give me those few seconds and then start shooting at me again, okay? Can we do that? bad guys ah. <laughs> it's annoying now you're probably gonna notice it and go thanks Harlan thanks for wrecking another movie for me guy well you're welcome cuz I ain't putting up with it no more player. guys bending down you think Lee Harvey Oswald when he shot Kennedy like bent down for a minute before he shot huh I think the guys in the Navy SEALs, you know, before they took out Bin Laden, they smashed through the wall, went to one knee, kind of bent down, looked at the ground, then looked up and said, "What's up, motherfucker?" No, you go in with the guns ablazing. There's no time for you to be a GQ model. End of story. Now everybody, put down your head and pray that they put an end to that B.S. It looked like this body's been here for quite a while, detective. What do you think the motive is? It's always the same thing. Revenge. Ooh, revenge, huh? Revenge is a evil thing that weighs on your shoulders. You gotta let it go man But I did it once I am i gotta be honest I got revenge once Somebody Had it coming Somebody Took the boots to me once Okay let me put it that way Somebody slapped me around I was in a defenseless position And someone took advantage of me And I went back I tracked him down And punched him right in the face Let me Let me tell you the story It was the beginning of my life. Okay, I'm coming out of my mother as a baby. And this doctor grabs me, pulls me out into the world. I'm not even a minute old. I'm not even 30 seconds old. And he holds me up by my feet upside down and smacks me. And it hurt, man. I started crying. I was like... I mean, what kind of world am I coming into? Less than a minute into it and I'm violently assaulted? I'm like, do I litigate? Do I retaliate? Do I get this guy thrown in the slammer for beating a child? I'm like, no, man, I'm going to bide my time. Revenge will be my medicine. So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for 30, 40 years. I looked on my birth certificate, got his name, I tracked him down, Dr. James Walters. Ha! I show up at his office one day. Hello, can I help you? Yeah, you can help me alright doc. What do you got, a cold, a virus? You got some kind of thingamajiggy I can look at for you? No, what I got is a balled up fist. Payback is a biatch, Doc. This is for slapping my bare ass when I was 33 seconds old. Watch who you're pushing around next time. My name's Harland Williams. You can find me on the Harland Highway. Ha right? Am I right? Now, how many of you want to, like, track down your uh, birth doctor? But you didn't think about that, huh? When they pull you out of your mother and hang you upside down like they're pulling a crab off the deadliest catch? Like they're pulling a wiggly tuna fish inside of a charter fishing boat? You haven't even had a chance to say anything yet. 40-year-old man hangs you upside down and slaps you around. (laughs) How many of you... Now that I've taken the lead, you're going to hunt down your doctor and give him a shot. <laughs> that would be funny if we really did that. Well, I did it. I mean, yeah, that was real. I mean, come on, guys. That was real. Whatever. Um, but speaking of giving a shot, oh, my God. You know who I'd love to give a shot to? And uh, this goes back into posing again, Okay. Because we were talking about talking earlier about superheroes posing. Well, there's modern day superheroes, and they're called athletes, and they're called football players. Okay? And I don't know if you follow the NFL, but I don't know if it's men playing the game or a bunch of nine year old idiots. And here's why. Okay, they came up with this rule where after you make a big play, or you specifically if you score a touchdown, all right, you're not allowed to grandstand, you're not allowed to showboat, you're not allowed to put on a little performance. They consider it unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, personally, I think it's lame. I, I don't see why someone shouldn't be able to celebrate after a goal, but I guess it got to a point. Where the uh, NFL players were taking it to an extreme where they're starting to choreograph things and do things in unison and they're starting to do dances and cartwheels and it was like, it was like, you know, you store, score a touchdown and basically begin your audition for Cirque du Soleil. It's like touchdown, San Francisco touchdown. And look at that triple reverse inverted cartwheel with the pinwheel and the double reverse somersault backspin stretch flip. Oh my God. You know, it's, it just got ridiculous. So here's what happened the NFL laid down the law, they laid down the rule, and they say you're not allowed to showboat. You're not allowed. To be grandiose and put on a display above and beyond what is practical and normal. And if you do it, you're going to get a penalty. And that penalty usually comes in the form of, you know, 15 yards on the next uh, following kickoff. Or who knows how it comes. Regardless, a penalty is a penalty. And if you get a penalty, that means your team is penalized not pe- penalized, penalized, you know, penalized. Let's not get into what penalized. Uh, your team is penalized. Let me pronounce it that way. Um, <laughs> and and that means you are going backwards. That means you are at a deficit. That means the, the, the officials are giving you a penalty which is is causing your team, for whatever reason, whether it's yardage or whatever, to be at a disadvantage momentarily. And in in sports and in football, it's all about moments. It's all about increments. And so these little things that seem like nothing could turn out to bite you in the ass and ultimately cost you the game. And here's where I get my peeve on, okay? These grown men, these professional, air quotes, players who know the rules continue to do it. I don't know if you watched the uh, game between the New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers uh, recently, but uh, early in the game, one of the uh, San Francisco team members uh, scored a, go- a touchdown, and after he finished, he actually jumped up onto one of the platforms where they keep the TV cameras. Okay, he, he stepped up off of the field, was on a raised platform, and was striking poses on the damn uh, on the damn camera platform. And the guy got a fifteen-yard penalty. Okay, for the next returning kickoff. And I'm just like, what, how, what, at what point, I mean, you play this game. Okay, you play this game. You pretty much know the rules. At what point did you think it was a good idea to get up and showboat and cost your team to have a penalty that could ultimately lead to something horrible happening? If you're an indie driver, if you're a race car driver, if you're in the do- Daytona 500, are you going to take a little time off during your laps and do some fishtails or maybe some donuts or maybe pull into the drive through or, you know, maybe slow down and listen to some Enya on your car stereo? No. You're going to stay focused the whole race. You know that one wrong move could hurt you. And in racing it could be lethal you could lose your life so why not the focus in football why do you guys constantly act like little kids and totally disregard that rule and think, go oh, I'm going to do a dance I'm going to do a handstand I'm going to I'm going to spike the ball in the other guy's face I'm going to it just drives me nuts man it drives me nuts, the lack of discipline. And it's a little thing. It's a picky thing. I, I admit it. But if I was a coach, I'd be like, hey, come here, you, you, yeah. What What are you? Aren't you, what, 30, 30 years old? You, you're a full-grown man, right? You're a full-grown man. And how long have you been in the league? What, 12 years? Yeah, you've been 12 years. And you're you're full-grown, right? Fully developed physically, mentally. And uh, you know all the rules, right? you you signed a big, uh, what was it, a $28 million contract? So I'm guessing you know the rules, and you've been to all the training camps, and you've dedicated your life to playing this game where we chase a ball. And one of the easiest rules to remember is that when you get a touchdown, celebrate lightly, celebrate graciously, don't break into a square dance. You idiot. You know what? Go sit on the bench. Better yet, go to the locker room. Better yet, go to Vegas and apply for a job at Cirque du Soleil. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Look at me. You know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe you're like, William, just climb off it, man. It's just a little thing. But it's not a little thing. It's you hear me? It's not a little thing. It's a big thing. It's costing. <sighs> oh, 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 Charles! Oh, oh Nelson Riley. Oh. <laughs> oh, God! Unbelievable! So there you go. I'm uh, that's my rant about that. Um, could there be anything more annoying than what I just talked about? Oh, yeah, I think there is. How about uh, pennies, perhaps? Hey, man, can you lend me a quarter? Come on, man, just give me a little change, man. Just I want to buy a cup of coffee that looks like a bottle of whiskey, but I'm really just getting a cup of coffee, man. Man, are you like me? You got too much change. Just piling up at your house. Every time you go home, your pockets feel heavy. You feel like Robin Hood. You've got a little bag of gold in your pocket. Then you got to do the laundry, so you take it out and you leave it on the counter. It just sits there forever. You never pick it up again. Next time you get it, it's worth, like, triple in value because it's dated for so long. Now it's a rare and valuable coin because it just left it laying there for 30 years. Why isn't everything just rounded off to dollars that's a dollar. That's a dollar. How much is this? A dollar. How about this? That's a dollar. That's seven dollars. What's with the change thing? Does it really matter that much? And pennies. Why do we collect pennies? Why do we even have a penny? If we can't round off to the dollar, can we at least round off to the nickel? Isn't <laughs> a nightmare? That'll be 96 cents. Oh, here's your four pennies. That'll be 91 cents. Here's your nine pennies. Oh, God. And we saved the pennies for what? What are we going to do with the pennies? Nothing. They just sit there forever and ever. Ooh, someday. Look at my penny collection, man. Oh, wow. Look at that. I bet there's... Oh, you count all those up, man. Oh, my God. I bet there's... Wow, that jar is full. That's got to be I'm sitting on. Oh boy, that's what uh $6? Oh my god, I got $6. Ooh. I don't know. What are we going to do about pennies? Oh, throw them in a wishing well and hope they all go away. That's what Oh, and even more annoying. And look at me today. I'm, I'm airing out all my annoyances. I'm, 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 am cleansing myself. I'm, get, you know, all these things that are annoying me—poses and pennies and, you know, doctors that punched me—and just getting it all out. So, while I'm on a roll. Let me get this one out. Is it just me, or to any of you? friendly folks any of you pavement pounders do you have a printer or some kind of electronical device perhaps a wireless device and i'm specifically talking about i have a wireless printer so i can print from multiple you know laptops and computers and whatever and every time i go to print i'm thinking okay it's like a light switch right you hit print Click, and then it prints out the paper, right? Like, quick, over, done. You know, maybe you're rushing to a meeting, and you're like, oh, my God, MapQuest, MapQuest. Okay, let me look up the address. There it is. Okay, I'm just going to hit print. Click, got it, out the door. No. And again, maybe this is just me, but how many of you have what I call sleeping dragon syndrome? I got this damn, and it's an ultra-modern wireless photocopier printer scanner thing, right? No, it's top of the line, trust me. But whenever I go to fire this sucker up, it's like waking a sleeping dragon. The rumblings, the grumblings, the moaning, the groaning, the noises, the... It just, like, rolls around and, and grunts and grumbles and huffs and puffs and does everything but print my crap. Listen to this. this. This is what it does. I actually recorded it so you could hear what I have to deal with, and maybe you're going through the same sleeping dragon syndrome. Check it out. This is my damn printer. When I press press print, this is the attitude I get. Listen to this. Can I have my damn coffee, please? Hello? Dragon? Wake up! Wake up, dragon! Hello? It's unbelievable. Like, I sit through a minute of this. It's like, you know, I'm late for a meeting. Can I make you some bacon and eggs, sleeping dragon? Good Lord man get your ass in gear you, you you heard of the uh 21st century it's like uh it's like starting up a car and it doesn't work and you got to get out and push it I wasn't the one that made the claim, ooh I'm the fancy wancy wireless I do everything. I can scan you. I can uh, I can photocopy. I can print. I can do a DNA blood test. I can clone you. You know, I didn't make all the fancy claims. Don't sit around and grumble at me, buddy. Okay? Maybe I'll just photocopy you and use the photocopy of you and get rid of you. Oh, please, up yours, too. Don't lip off to me, little wireless wireless freak. Ugh. Anyways, I don't know if you go through it like I do. Maybe, maybe you have some stories to tell. Uh, if you want to call, you know the number, 888 or you can write me at harlemwilliams.com. And tell me your technology horror stories. I just wish my damn wireless printer worked a lot faster because I don't have time to wait. I need speed. I need things fast. I need things really quick. I need my copies. I need my copies. I need my copies. I need my scan. I need my copy. I need my scan. <laughs> Sold a new printer. don't want to Going once at eighty dollars. Man, that guy was talking so fast. What did I just buy, huh? You ever hear these guys, the auctioneers? Oh man, can they motor. Here now, These guys can fly, man. What language are they speaking? I wish other things in life happened that fast. Shouldn't auctioneers do everything that takes too long? Like, no offense if you go to church every Sunday, but you gotta admit, those priests are pretty long winded, man. I mean, come on. Auctioneers should be priests. They just come strutting out. Jesus Christ, Lord was born. Jesus Christ, Lord was born. Jesus Christ, Lord was born. Then we put him on a cross. We have Christmas every year. We'll see you next week. Gone. <laughs> 14-second mass. Oh, man. Or how about you women out there? You poor women who get pregnant and have to go through labor. Some women go through 18 hours, 24 hours of labor. A woman should be able to get pregnant when the time comes, go into the hospital... Lay down on the table and the auctioneer doctor comes running in, stands between her legs, and just goes, breathe, breathe, breathe. There's your kid. Boom! No pain, no suffering, no groaning. Oh. What's that? You wish I was an auctioneer? So I could get through this damn show faster? How dare you! Just for that, you're getting a bit of this. This is Harland Williams, and you are on the Harland Highway. Ha <laughs> ha! We out! Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm a slow talker. But you love it, right? I mean, you know, I talk slow, it lets us spend more time together every day. Um and speaking of time, oh golly, look at the time. We are out of it. We are maybe I did sp- uh, talk too fast today. Bummer, dudes and duders, dude dude and duders and dude teen teen dudes and adolescent dudes and dude babies and senior dudes. Um, all dudes and dudettes, dude Um, We are done. We are done for yet another day. Um, But thank you for being here. Uh, Great to have you. And uh, let me get through some updates for you here, ladies and germs. Uh, Don't forget that uh, February 9th through the 11th, I am going to be opening the the, uh, comedy room at the uh, Paris... Casino in Las Vegas. It's a brand new uh, comedy room opening up, and I'm uh, kicking it off. I'm I'm the uh, the headlining act on the opening week of the club, which will be February 9th through the 11th. And uh, if you're in old Lars Vegarsh, come on out to the Paris Casino and catch the show. Um, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to seeing you there if you can make it. Uh, And if you can't make that one, by golly, uh, listen to this. If you live in Hollywood, Hollywood, California, Valentine's Day, February 14th, I will be doing a one-night show at the Improv in Hollywood for Valentine's. That'll be uh, February the 14th. And then on that weekend, guess who's going to Dallas? Look out, Lee Harvey. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas at the Improv uh, in Dallas February 16th to the 19th. And I'll tell you what, I have not been back to Texas to do stand-up in about four or five years. So uh, all you fans who are out in Texas and want to see Daddy bust his move, come on out. I think it's Addison. Uh, which is just outside of Dallas, but I'll just say Dallas to keep it safe. And uh, come on out and check it out. Don't forget the Harlan Highway is available on Stitcher Radio, so you can hear the highway whenever you want on your cell phone. And don't forget to go to harlandwilliams.com, where our store, the web store, uh, prices have been slashed to help everyone through the economy. And, uh, I hope you like what you see. You can pick up CDs, books, kids' books, T-shirts, DVDs, my movies, my comedy CDs. You can pick up a headshot if you want. I mean, you can pick up my book, The Things You Don't Know You Don't Know. It's all there. Check it out. We ship it out to you right to your front door. Uh, it's good stuff. Good for a present. Good for you. And, uh... And then more exciting stuff coming down the pipe as we get into the, uh, the new year here. I'm off to shoot a movie in uh, March. I'll uh, tell you all about that in some upcoming uh, shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brand new movie for the kid. And so on and so forth. So that's it. That is all we have time for today. I don't know why I'm ending with this stupid voice, but thank God it's ending. Um, that's all we got. Thanks again, folks. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. And until then, chicken chow mein, baby. You got some kind of thingamajiggy I can look at for you? No. What I got is a balled-up fist. (laughs) Payback is a biatch, Doc.